Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Today we have a crazy story of nuclear revenge against somebody that stole a friend's man. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, girlfriend left me and spread rumors about me that made her lose her job. I traveled for a few days only to learn that my girlfriend was breaking up with me. According to her, she felt overwhelmed by the relationship and wanted to explore singlehood. This was after about a year plus of dating and we'd introduced each other to our parents. To me, it was too abrupt and selfish. She also didn't wait for when I came back to properly release the news to me and in her funny tales, I was made out to be the bad guy. But she didn't think things through well because that breakup turned around to be her downfall as most people turned to my side. Our relationship was very controversial when it started. Some people thought we shouldn't date. All these people were people from our past. Then she, Ava, my ex-girlfriend, then-to-be girlfriend, performed some kind of research on my past. She got so many negatives, people advised her against dating me for different awful reasons. Each person she talked to had a distinct reason that when the other person was asked, lines could not be traced. The truth could not be deduced from all the papers of lies they concocted. So why would they lie? Probably because in all my relationships, whenever not ended and for whatever reason it did, I'm quick to get over it. It's just my nature not to dwell too much in the past. That's what's gotten me so far in my career. For any problem, I want to find out the quickest way to solve it before it leads to other problems and that's the way I am in relationships too. Not just in romantic relationships, but in my family. I was in full support of my mom leaving my dad so she could start the businesses he was stopping her from doing, even when I knew she was the sole provider of the home and he couldn't even pay rent without her. My mom left her marriage because I believe in being smarter than being emotional. I try to relate to other people's emotions though, and people know this about me. When Ava got into a relationship with me, she got into the relationship because, in her words, she understood me. Fast forward to today, we broke up because she wanted to explore singlehood, but somehow the story I was hearing was that I was a mean boyfriend. I didn't care and was not there for her. Let's be real, Ava never told me any of these while we were still dating. I was just hearing them for the first time after our breakup. It was obvious that when she could not come up with a good way to not be the villain, she made up lies to make me look bad. Now she's tied all those stories that some of my exes gave her and added the biggest glue to them together so that they fit and make sense rather than just be the confused conglomerates that don't add up. But she forgot to mention the benefits she received by dating me. She was all over my pictures and was not ashamed to show her off, so people started to associate her with me. When I was at events, girls would even ask me if I did not travel with my girlfriend. So definitely they knew about her and it was public. So when she goes out alone or with her other friends, They quickly recognize her and give her preferential treatment. In restaurants, boutiques, and even when she applied for a job and went for the interviews, she stood out. She got discounts, got free items, and even when her brother was looking for the best daycare for his son, and this first-rate daycare offered to take their son without even needing to pay the complete fees. And on top of that, when her family was going through some financial hardship, I helped out. 
I paid her sister's tuition fee for a college semester and gave the other sisters a sum of money for their daily upkeep. I did all these out of love because I saw them as family members that I'll be with for the rest of my life. If Ava was plotting to dump me, then she should not have collected all those favors. Her family wasn't even poor. They just had some bad mouths due to some bad investments. So I cannot really say she stayed for the money, but for the status. I believe it had eaten deep into her skin. She wanted that status and I was the one that introduced her to it. When we started dating, she was into beauty and skincare. I'm not against those feminine businesses, but being a retail seller of single products is not a very efficient way to make money. I taught her product design and paid for a better tutorial. She gained the certificate and I used my status to get her a good role in one of the companies I'm affiliated with. That, alongside her beauty products, were bringing in a lot of cash. Then I told her it was better to sell in bulk rather than single items. We paid for a warehouse and learned how to import the products that needed to be imported to sell them. Even the making of some of these skin and hair products that ingredients could be sourced for locally was much better than selling single items. After all these, Ava had changed in status. She fit comfortably in my circle and talked to the women there and the girlfriends of the men. No need to say, but these girls became closer to her than even me because they had a female bond. These are the same people that she turned into her sidekicks when she went off. I asked them how many times Ava had told them that I was hurting her. None of them could answer. I asked them if they ever suspected that I was a villain in the relationship and she was a victim. They could not name a time. Then how come all of a sudden she makes up tall tales and everyone is on her side? They started to reason with me, but before all that, I was in another country so she had time to let the story sink in before I could come around and exonerate myself. Then I found out she was looking for a home behind my back. First of all, she actually bought a landed property, but for some reason she had not put any property on it. But she actually bought a home. She discussed the pricing fee, paid the agent, got everything in order including furniture, and has moved into it. All these without consulting her boyfriend or even her friends. Obviously something was sketchy about that kind of move. If what she was doing was okay in the first place, why did she not get at least one person on board with her moves? She made secret plans to move and her so-called friends that she always hung out with never caught a whiff, not even her sisters. But now that the issue's gone public, they lied to everyone that they were aware of it. When she made the plan, no one could tell me. What exactly I did, none of them could tell me. It was just the same old thing with my other exes. They come, use me to gain their independence, and then leave. My exes all came into my life claiming to be in love, and because time is not on my side, I need to settle down quickly. I bought their lies. Then, when it came to committing for a lifetime, none of them were interested and they all found one lame excuse of the other to exit my life. When asked, of course, they didn't want to look like a gold digger, so they lie that I wasn't treating them right. I always had one business meeting or the other to attend to. Well, with Ava, that cannot be the truth because I run my own schedule. She knew that I would give her my time any time that she needed it, and she had needed it many times. We went on dates, holidays, and we visited people together. Sometimes I stayed at home with her, doing nothing. It's a shame that she lied that I did not have the time for her. Nothing could prepare me for the fact that this girl was leaving me. When I was packing for my trip, she was there. She helped me get my clothes from the dry cleaners prior and even helped me organize my luggage before the day of my departure. Nothing can make me think of this girl as anything less than a devil. 
And I know that some radicals will say whatever to make that girl look right and the boy look wrong, but however you want to paint this narrative, this was a decision taken way before we started dating and me spending money on her. It was definitely premeditated and I'm starting to think that her family was in on it because for some reason they seemed to be too happy about her leaving me. Well, I guess it's only better that Ava and I never got married because that would mean that half of my wealth would be hers to own. But how does a man actually find a woman who's not just thinking about herself to get married to? Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Even Ava, that I thought did not have a single evil bone in her, made the same mistake that my other exes did. She is just wicked. Nothing can be said about it. She lied that she was in for life, but she jumped out of it the second she got all she needed from me. While I was away, I kept in contact with her. Nothing ever came up. It was when I got back that I started receiving backlash from people I know. On my flight back, she sent me a text that being in a relationship is overwhelming. There was no direct linkage to me or my person in her statement. It was a statement of a situation purely outside my control. So she thought it was too early or life was too hectic to be in any relationship at that time. It was cool, as long as she got her time away and we could get back together again. But that was not what she told others. Everyone started blaming me that if my girlfriend could not even tell me what she was going through in the relationship, then were we really dating at all? I told them to ask her many things, to mention an action that I can confirm happened that made her feel hurt. Then suddenly the story changed. She was embarrassed to be with me. I made her feel less of a human by always doing things for her. I got her her job, got her her clothes, I got her her driver's license. This recent confession changed everything for me. I could now claim ownership of all the things I got for her and ask her to return them. But I did not do that first. What happened gradually started to amaze me. First of all, the girlfriends of my guys stopped associating with her because clearly she was lying. They finally saw the light that none of Ava's stories were making sense. When she lost all of them, she lost her footing on social media too. Before, she had all the support when telling these stories from people who didn't care to confirm the stories. But after she called it feeling less of a person, different people started telling her back that if they were the ones in that situation, it would be more of a blessing than a curse. Some people are really suffering and she could not give credit to who made your life sophisticated. I started reading some very sensitive views on the topic. Did it hit you? Did you ever bruise? You keep saying he hurt you. In what way? Ava said they all deeply felt emotional hurts. When I constantly looked down on her and made her feel less of a human, 
She perhaps forgot to check back on other things she's written about how I always used emotional support to soft land my awful nature. Nothing was making sense anymore. Soon, the company I was in close affiliation with did not want her working with them anymore. This wasn't because they were trying to save their image by letting go of the bad egg in their staff. It was actually because it was because of me that they'd hired her in the first place. If she was complaining that that made her feel less of a human, then she could go ahead and get her own jobs. Of course, restaurants were not willing to give her any preferential treatment either. And while I was still getting some backlash, Ava started experiencing hers. Salons would not give her discounts anymore. Designers were not sending her free clothes and stuff. Then I had to deal with the defamation she had caused me. I spoke to my lawyer and he presented her entire family with the court case. Ava did not think through all that. My exes had silently left me, taking my money and things I got them away. None of them took to social media to rant and get some validation. She was the only one of them all that decided to do that she had to pay back. Apart from losing her job, she was going to lose many other things, and I was adamant on seeing to that. She called my number to beg me to revoke the case or agree on a settlement once. I was irritated that she thought I took the case to the court because I wanted money from her. What money could she give me that I did not already have? What money could she give me that was not mine in the first place? I told my lawyer this and he said that I should cut off all communications with her for the sake of the smoothness of the case, and I did. I blocked her on all social media platforms and blocked her number. I wasn't after the money. I wanted everyone who had said anything without evidence to ruin my reputation to eat their words. I wanted to clear out my name from the sticky situation because it was affecting business for me. I wasn't emotional. I didn't want Ava back. When she said she needed space, I wasn't even thinking about what I'd done wrong because I knew I hadn't done anything. So to her, or maybe to others I've also been with, I was never in love. But that's not true. I was in love with her when we were still dating, but I'm not the kind of guy to stay fixated on a problem when obviously no solution is coming from that action. So I told her that I was fine with her needing her space, and then she went behind my back to ruin my face in the public. I had to get her back somehow. I wanted to take my revenge on her in a way that she would never forget, and people would be afraid of messing with me after that because I'm tired of being used and dumped over and over again, seven times since high school. I never took any case to the court, mostly because I never needed to. Ava just presented herself in the perfect guinea pig to use in teaching others a lesson about me. The case started, Ava had her lawyer and I had my team of lawyers. They were well paid so they were ready to drop other preoccupations to deal with my case treacherously. Nothing was going to escape the hands of my five attorneys and they performed very well. Ava's only weapon against these men in the court were her tears. Somebody needed to tell her that that does not work in the court of law. She maintained that I was not good to her and without evidence, the case was closed and she was charged to pay me a huge sum of money. Seeing that she had lost her job and that there was no way of paying me back that amount, she had to sell the house she was living in. When I heard about that, I felt very sorry for her. I thought it was something really stupid to do when she had a heap of designer clothes, jewelry, and gold she could resell for the money. Her foolishness did not let her think clearly. If she sold her house, then her family and her would move to a smaller one, and then they would have no property that could be gradually appreciating in value. But if she sold her car, she would get rid of a liability and still hold on to the asset, her family's home. 
Anyway, that was just to show that most of the business decisions she made with me were largely influenced by me. Without me, she couldn't make even a single smart decision with her handling of money. To pay back the money in full, she had to sell her beauty business to other investors. Even her family left her alone to foot all the bills. Then finally, she paid me fully after losing almost everything. Now she lives with her brother and his wife. Her family members live in different places, scattered all around. And me? Well, my business continues to flourish, while the court case helped me to recover my name from the garbage. Thanks a lot, Ava. If you got a lot of money, if you have the ability to provide people with great situations, sadly, there are going to be people who love to use you for your money or the raising up of a social status that you can provide them. Honestly, if this happened to me after like just the first or second time, I would be questioning every potential relationship. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market so heavily. Although I'm willing to bet OP probably did that too. Imagine going through that and then finally having a situation where you're like, finally, this one is real, I can tell, and then having them do the same thing to you again. That said, our next story is, a girl in my friend group stole my friend's man, so we beat her up. When a girl from the streets thought she could be talking trash to me and my friends because she had one of my friend's ex-man, we showed her what was up. We took them down in the club and security had to come and drag us out, but not before tearing their clothes and pulling their wigs. They knew not to mess with us again, ever. First of all, my friend with the dude is Roxy. She had a man who kind of ran things on the street. They met in school, but Roxy was not very good with school, so she dropped out and decided to use her money to fund her boyfriend Jay's tuition. He finished and they were dating for like dog years until they started having little issues here and there. As her friend, we told her that the relationship was already getting toxic because he had no respect for her. They lived together. She cooked for him but he was always having lunch and dinner out with other groups of girls. Though it wasn't confirmed yet, word was flying that Jay was cheating on Roxy. But she was too scared to confront him because Jay was the biggest guy on the street. There was a whole gang and they feared him. So somehow, Roxy benefited from that fear because then it meant she was safe through him. Even sometimes, she would get away with being troublesome because she was Jay's girl and nobody could touch her. If she left his protection, there were so many enemies that were going to go for her. So we kind of understood when she was choosing to remain in the whole scenario instead of just leaving. Secondly, it was Jay who had the degree, the job, and the reps. He was the main provider and she never had to lift a thumb. Leaving him will mean putting her survival in her own hands and none of us was making enough to accommodate another person into our expenses. I was living in a mini flat back then with all my siblings because we had to escape from our toxic parents. I was the oldest of us there and therefore I had more responsibilities. The actual eldest sibling had left long before and we only saw her once in a while. It was when we finally found her that she was able to rescue us from almost always running broke. So I had no space to accommodate Roxy, and the rest of us had similar issues, still living with our parents. 
living with a boyfriend in Jay's gang, or just living alone but not having enough for two. We made up our minds that if Roxy had to escape that situation, she had to get a job. And if she got a job, then Jay would find out and be suspicious. He didn't want his girl to work. He felt that was a man's job. So his job and all Roxy had to do was look pretty to make him look good. To him, a girl working shows the weakness and inability of her man. He also likes his girl to be refreshed and energetic so that when he got back from work, she wasn't too tired to hook up. Later, Roxy found a way to make money online by being a virtual assistant. She didn't need to leave her house, but could earn from $350 to even $10,000 per month. Jay did not need to know about that. Then she was able to make enough money to move out, but not into her own house yet. Just enough to take care of her own bills when she lived with another friend of ours. Then, the most dangerous thing happened. Jay confessed to cheating on Roxy. But it wasn't in an apologetic kind of way at all. He always hung out with this girl, Trina, not caring about Roxy's feelings. Apparently what his bros were using to cover up for his actions was that he was just cool with Trina. But then he started calling her his babe while Roxy was still in the picture. He was with Trina during the day and came back to Roxy at night. After denying it for quite a while, the word finally came out and this time it was not just rumors. So this time Roxy could confront him. His lame excuse was that though he was cheating, Roxy was still his main girl. It was still crazy, but Roxy stayed. By then, she hadn't moved out completely. Jay just interpreted it as hanging out with her girls for some night. Even though it hurt like crazy, Roxy couldn't leave. There were already threats about her leaving Jay's protection. Mouths were already mocking, and it was too late for Roxy to do anything about it. Well, one day she decided to go behind our backs to confront Trina in the salon she worked in. Unfortunately, Trina was not meaning to have a cordial conversation. What did Roxy expect? Getting with Jay was probably her biggest move that year, trying to get on Jay's good side so that she could feel protected and big in the neighborhood. Well, Trina didn't care if she was in her workplace or not. She probably got shouted at for not behaving herself in the salon, but Trina didn't care. Roxy was lucky she did not start throwing hands. The funny thing was that Jay got to hear about it before we did, but he didn't caution Trina for attacking his main girl. He actually came home to shout at Roxy for embarrassing him in public by going to fight a girl. Roxy said she did not go to fight. It was Trina that could not keep his cool. But Jay would not hear a thing. All that bothered him was that his crap was now public discussion. He would now be getting backlashes that he could not keep his women in order. It was kind of a thing for men to be able to do two women at the same time but never have that clash. Somehow, when one of their women is uncomfortable, it reduces their image in a way. Roxy could not take being the one expected to be civil when Jay was clearly wrong and Trina was overstepping her boundary. There was a sharp argument between the two of them that made Roxy not come home for a while. That was when we girls got to find out about everything that was going on. My blood is the hottest among all my friends. It doesn't take too much to flare me up to the point where I'm throwing punches. My first suggestion was to go and teach Trina a good lesson while others said that would make Jay get even angrier. I knew he couldn't do anything to girls, so I didn't even care. But Roxy still loved Jay and didn't want to lose him to Trina. And Trina had a click too. I personally knew that we could handle all those weak girls if they ever got close enough, but they said it was better we were not the ones who looked for trouble first. Anyways, from that point, I was looking forward to beating those losers up especially the bald Trina that could not go anywhere without a wig. 
The closer she got to Jay, the more she started to gain relevance around there. Nobody knew of that skinny girl before, but all of a sudden, she was involved in fights, settling issues, and moving around with some other members of Jay's gang. She became more prominent, and to me, the more we let her do what she was doing, the fewer chances we would have to finally put her in her place. Roxy tried to act like it was all good. She returned to living with Jay. Even Jay saw that she wasn't so happy with what was happening, so he bought her stuff and took her out sometimes, but very carefully so that there would not be a clash between Trina and her. All that was just sketchy to me. I hated the fact that he was doing that and Roxy was letting him. The more I tried to say something about it, the more I was made to realize that it was not my business in the first place and I needed to chill out. But I intentionally started going to the bar during this period, maybe to catch Trina alone or maybe to spy on her and Jay, I don't know. A couple of my girls found out where I like to spend my night, so they joined me and we watched Trina. If she wasn't there with Jay, she would be gossiping with her friends. They saw us. The more they noticed us, the more they liked to show off. I'm talking laughing loudly, reading out her texts, and choosing a table that was not far from ours, where we could obviously hear their discussion. I was waiting patiently for one of them to step on my toes. I'd really taken enough of their crap. None of them was anything before Jay stepped into the picture, and now they were waving their chipped nails on our faces like that somehow made them important. I was like, girl, if you get on my face one more time, I'm gonna break those nails. But nobody wanted us to be the first to start the fight, and that's why I needed to keep being around them. I knew that they were an unstable bunch of girls who would pick a fight with anyone and anything. So the more I stayed in that bar, the higher my chances of witch slapping someone's lashes right off her face. The more we hung out in close proximity to each other, the more they irked me. Then I told my girls that accompanied me that I was really going to all the clubs, all the bars, all the parties that Trina went to because I really needed a reason to put her in her place. They thought it was going to be too obvious, but I didn't care. It wasn't my plan to even bother what she thought about me, even if she knew I was following her. She wasn't smart enough to stay in her lane. The only place she would not catch me stepping foot in was in the dusty old salon where she made hair for broke butt girls. So I found out that a party was going down in a club one day. It was an open party. The club wasn't restricted because they just wanted to have fun with all the other clubbers that day. Trina was going. Somehow I knew that that was where things were going to get good. In the drunken state, talking crap, feeling fly, everyone was going to let loose and Trina was definitely going to freak some crap up and I was going to be there to pluck her wing right off her back. The more the party date got nearer, I had to tell my other girls what was on my mind. Everyone decided to go to the club that day, except Roxy. It was something about Jay. At that time, she had officially ended things with Jay. Roxy became a super quiet girl. A bunch of tramps were pestering her for money Jay supposedly took from them, or her. Like money for wigs, new bags, and shoes that he hadn't paid for. They couldn't meet him for the money, but now that she was alone, they kept trolling. I understood her pains and accepted that she was not going to be there that day. There was a high chance that Trina was going to talk crap because things were already going down between me and her. Nothing was going to stop me from teaching her a lesson, not even if Jay was there. The funny thing was, she was still just Jay's tramp, not his girlfriend. Jay never claimed her. I believe that she was never even going to become his main girl. If he met another girl he wanted to be with, 
Trina would still be on the side and he would get with the other girl. Before that day came, Roxy was actually making a lot of money and she tried to pay everyone off. We also tried to get other people who would beef with her to be cool with her. In a way, they started pitying her for the way Jay treated her and decided to leave her alone. Roxy then decided to join us for clubbing. It was perfect. The whole gang was going to be together to put the babe in her place. That night, we put on our sexy gowns and headed for the club in our numbers. There were six of us and six of Trina and her friends. We already knew which of the idiots we were taking down by ourselves. I was only hoping that they were going to try to talk crap to us. At the counter, one of us went to order drinks when Roxy went too. I can't remember what she said, but it was about Jay and her calling us losers. Roxy laughed at her weave and then went back to our seats and told us what happened. Without skipping a beat, I got up and marched to their table to tell them my mind. One of them was dumb enough to try to slap me. She didn't get to, but I was able to land her one back. Then the whole table got up and we got together and tackled these girls. Some of them were on the floor, but some were still standing. We knew what our main aim was, to embarrass them mercilessly. Some of my girls can't really fight that well, so I told them that if they could just get the other girl's hair, try to pull it. If she had a wig on, it would come off. If it's braided, she would lose her balance. Then the lesser clothes the better for us. We didn't plan to throw slaps or punch faces, just to dodge, pull clothes off, and break heels. The club was very rowdy at that time. None of us girls got hit. Like, it was so funny. None of us had anything they could pull off. We wore tight jeans, shorts, or leather, or clothes with very tough materials. Nothing could be torn or dragged off easily, while the girls that were not expecting anything wore skimpy net tops or gowns. While beating them, we made sure to say that Jay could not protect them weak butt girls, and she could have them as long as she knew she could never be anything more than just his side girl. Some guys came to drag us away. If not for them, we could have seriously injured some of them. We left still intact and immediately called our Ubers, and that was the last time any of them ever messed with any of us. They now feared us. Then the craziest thing happened. Jay came up to Trina to ask why we beat her girls up. She asked him what his business was, that why was he trying to get into a girl's thing. He got embarrassed, but told her that she should not have fought in the club. She told him that it was none of his business and that if he wanted to be with someone, at least make sure she can fight. Jay got embarrassed about the situation. First of all, everyone heard how badly Trina got beat up, and then he was trying to avoid being mixed up in the whole commotion, so he decided to stay off the mix. The next thing, Jay wasn't seeing Trina again. He was avoiding both her and Roxy. Not that Roxy cared anyway. He also avoided everyone. One of us girls that fought in the club. And then there was no reason for Trina to feel better than us. The beef had not ended between the two groups. We still find time to send each other death stares when we see each other in public. Trina, however, is the dumbest both of all of them. She felt she could still attack me one more time to get back to me for what happened during the party. Anyway, this was out on the driveway of our local department store. She came out of nowhere and knocked me in the back of my head. I carried this skinny girl and flung her into a car. When she realized that I was stronger than her, she retreated and wanted to run away, but I caught up with her still. I could have landed a blow on her face, but I was aware of the strength difference between us, and I had knocked her out. I knew the intense penalty that I would face, even though the authorities in my city don't function that well. I slapped her multiple times until she begged me. I didn't stop there. 
I had to humiliate her more by telling her to make a video apologizing to Roxy and calling herself a fool for going for her man Jay. Although I never liked Jay, Roxy had always been better than him, but I let Roxy see the video later and she posted it online for others to see. Everyone had a laugh, reposted, and made fun of their group. I don't think she'll be doing that anymore. Honestly, the whole thing is so messy that even just reading this, I'm left feeling so glad I am so far removed from that. Not a single bit of this is there ever a time where I would be remotely interested in being involved in any of that drama. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy revenge story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.